Hello and welcome to the Millennium Pod, a Star Wars podcast by me, Ari. Uh, we are back for the last Book of Boba Fett talk, I guess, uh, because the season finale just happened. So after today, there won't, <laughs> there won't be much Boba to talk about for at least a while. Uh, I'm a little sad. It's bittersweet. It's been a it's been a fun seven weeks. Uh, pretty much nothing I expected in this show happened, but you know what? That's okay. Um, it was fun. It may have been off the rails, but it was fun. So for this episode, I'm of course going to talk about the season finale, episode seven. Um, but also, you know, just the season as a whole or the series. I don't know if we're getting a season two or not. Um, because I feel like there's lots to, to talk about. So let's just get right into it. Um, so first things first. I really enjoyed the season finale. I thought it was a lot of fun. And there were a lot of really fun moments. Um, and Star Wars is supposed to be fun. So really can't complain there. I think that the season finale did the best it could with what it was given. Like, it was action-packed. I felt that the resolution was fine. Like, um, with Boba and Fennec, you know, wandering the town at the end as everyone rebuilds. I thought that was very fun, uh, very nice, very wholesome vibes. Uh, I, I felt it was a good conclusion. Could it have been better if the show had gone a different direction? I think so. But, I mean, again, with what led up to it, I thought it did a really good job. And I found it overall quite satisfying. Um... My one, like, if I had to complain, I would say, <laughs> uh, pull my leg, I guess I'll complain. No. Um, but I would say it, the, the stakes didn't feel like super high in the finale. And I think that's just because we didn't get a whole lot of build up to this, like, big showdown, um, on present day Tatooine. Like, we really didn't. So it kind of just felt like, you know, oh, the pikes are coming in episode three i believe it was uh and then they didn't really show up again until this season finale so it just felt like i didn't have a lot of like the stakes didn't feel high there wasn't a lot of tension but that being said it was still like a very fun and satisfying episode i would like to point out that i was almost right with my prediction of Cobb vanth not being dead and him and the people of freetown coming in you know when all seems like it was lost um, I was almost right because Cobb Vanth, as we know from the, the post credit scene, is not dead and looks like he might become like a, a cyborg type dude, which would be kind of kind of rad. Um, so I was right about that. <laughs> and true, it was not Cobb Vanth leading the people of Freetown in in a moment of despair, but the people of Freetown did show up in a moment of despair. Um, and that was honestly probably my favorite scene. Not just because, uh, not just because I like, that's what I wanted to see, but also just because, uh, I mean, it was epic. I mean, Mando and Din, not Mando and Din, <laughs> Din and Boba were fighting and they got beat down and it looked like all was dire. The music was really suspenseful and sad. And then all of a sudden around the corner, they come on their little barge thing and, uh, the music changed. It became hopeful. And I just love that. I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. So I'm very, very happy about that. If the whole episode was great, but if nothing else, that would have satisfied me as well. I guess while I'm talking about epic moments, um, Chrysanthemum's return was also pretty epic. I definitely was like, oh, 
he's dead as like an ode to the Trandoshan Wookiee blood feud. Um, I was also kind of wondering why he was placed in the Trandoshan area because like that just seemed like a fight just waiting to happen, which I mean did for other reasons. But um, all that aside, when he came back and ends up like picking up one of the pikes, throwing him and then shooting him while he's in midair. Like that was pretty sick. I can't lie. I really, I I thought that was, that was awesome. Other epic moments, uh, of course, Boba riding the rancor. I mean, come on. And that thing's scary. I don't think I realized how scary rancors are until this episode. Like the fact that its mouth is just like this big giant hole that's just kind of like it's yeah very scary i was chanting eat a pike eat a pike and then the rancor did eat a pike and it was very <laughs> exciting for me um but yeah the rancor's like scary but awesome i love that um boba that we got to see that fulfilled sort of i guess um because we were kind of left hanging after episode three like oh well what happened with the rancor um that was awesome i have seen some people say they were expecting to see uh for boba to go off and then get his ship and bring his ship back um and then he comes back with rancor which is obviously awesome and then to counter that people are like oh well he wouldn't want to bring his ship because he would have that would have caused a lot of destruction. But I mean, I would argue the Rancor also caused a lot of destruction. Um, but very, very, very cool. He definitely looked so epic uh, riding the Rancor. Um, so then, of course, the obvious other big thing, I guess, is the Mando storyline that kind of took place within this episode. Um, and I have really mixed thoughts about his involvement and then also uh grogu returning here i really liked it and i thought it was really fun and you know as much as like a emotional uh reunion would have been very good as well i did like how fast it happened with the like just during the chase scene i thought that was very like it kind of it was kind of like symbolic to me of like what life with Mando like will be like, like it will be crazy. Um, and so their little reunion, just being crazy and being during a chase scene kind of felt fitting in a way to me. Um, and of course, you know, when Grogu leaps at Din into his arms, ah, so cute. So cute. Um, that being said though, I do have mixed feelings cause I feel like maybe it took away a little bit from, this like boba's story um but at the same time i mean if they didn't want to include that then this episode maybe would have just been shorter so you know and i i did actually really i thought it was really cool that we saw grogu um reaching out with the force to the rancor that gives really strong ezra bridger vibes and i mean maybe Perhaps Ezra will end up training Grogu in some capacity at some point, which would be pretty cool. Again, though, it's like, why did it have to happen in this show? But at the same time, this show was always supposed to be kind of like a Mandalorian spinoff. So it like does make sense. I don't know. It does feel weird. Um, obviously loved episode five, episode six, loved the uh, Din Grogu scenes. And I'm going to continue to love them and just enjoy them. It does. It does feel weird um, in a show that 
was kind of promoted as a crime show about Book of or about Boba Fett. Um, but that's okay. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna enjoy it for what we were given, even though it was truly all over the place. Um, I think that if I had to have a criticism of this show again, oh no! If I have to complain, I'm a Star Wars fan. I guess I'll come. No, um, but I would say it's just the tone of the show felt off, like all over the place. Um, like every episode, the tone kind of felt different, and even within episodes, the tone felt different. Um, so it just makes it a bit confusing for the viewer because it's like, wow, there's all these great things, but I it's kind of hard to see how they all fit together. And I mean, maybe that's the point. Maybe we're not supposed to see how everything kind of fits together. Though, as I said, like the show does seem sort of resolved. So it's kind of like, hmm. I don't know. I'm confused, but that's all I want to, that's, uh, that's as much as I want to think about, uh, the show and how it fits together and what fits and what doesn't. The one thing I did think was pretty cool, um, that I kind of liked a lot was the fact that, you know, in the Mandalorian season two, Boba is there helping Din get Grogu back. And then in the this season finale, Din is there helping Boba claim something, obviously not the same as a child, but like claim something that is important to him. So, you know, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It's it's nice. And then and then we have Grogu show up and kind of save the day a little bit. Um and Maybe that's his way of repaying Boba for help being part of the team that helped uh, save him from Moff Gideon. I don't know. Uh, the one thing I will say, as I mentioned, I really loved the Rancor Grogu scene. I thought that was really cool. I don't know why we needed two scenes of Grogu saving Din. That would be like my my one thing was like the first time it happened super cool, and then. Arguably, I think the the scene with him calming the Rancor is actually cooler than the scene of him stopping the robot from destroying Din. But it felt like it just didn't feel as cool as maybe it would have if we hadn't already seen him basically do a very similar thing in the same episode. So if I was going to cut anything out of this episode, I would have cut out the scene with Grogu saving Din from the droid. Um, just because I feel like the moment with him saving uh him from the rancor and everybody from the rancor would have been that much more powerful if it was like the first time we saw him i mean we've seen him save him before but like the first time in this episode so maybe now i'm thinking because i want to talk about you know the big bad in this series and maybe that's another reason why the series was a bit confusing because it was kind of unclear who the big bad was i mean i guess overall it's supposed to be the pikes but because they're not really there except for really in this last episode. I mean, there's a little bit in the first two episodes. Again, I think that's why it feels like there's not all this tension. And then, you know, they introduce Cad Bane, and it's like, oh, is he, like, secretly the big bad? But he's not. Um, but he is scary, and he's a bad guy. So I think perhaps that might be another reason why this show maybe feels a little bit off. Um, but again, like, I keep, I, I, li- I really liked it. It was not my favorite Star Wars show, but I did really enjoy it. I have had fun. <laughs> I've had fun with it this whole time, and I will watch uh, the great episodes again. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe that's another reason why it just feels off to a lot of us. Um, and the Pikes felt strange to me because they were like really bad at fighting, um, which I guess is 
an interesting commentary on them and how they've held power for so long. Like they are really bad foot soldiers, very bad. Um, and they obviously very heavily rely on, uh, like grand gestures, I'll call them grand gestures of violence, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, we have the bombing of the sanctuary. We have them with their giant droid things. Um, even their use of Cad Bane, it's like they can't really fight for themselves. They're kind of similar to the huts in that way, where they're like kind of useless as just themselves, but they have all this like this wealth and all these other things that they can use, these resources they can use to to kind of protect themselves and keep their power, which is which is interesting. So speaking of Cad Bane, of course, I have to talk about uh, the final showdown between him and Boba. I thought this was great. I really thought this was great. I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, Cad Bane's not really dead. And I, I gotta be honest with y'all. I hope he is. I'm tired of him. It's kind of like when Maul finally died. Like, don't get me wrong, very interesting and cool characters. But like, I feel their stories have been told. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I won't hate if he shows up in another thing. But it just is like, I feel like this moment and... Boba being able to defeat him using the knowledge he learned from his Tuscan family is really cool. Speaking of Maul, I had this thought, and his demise and Cad Bane's demise are very similar in the sense that they are both defeated because they are trying to use the same trick they've always used, which shows that they haven't grown at all. And the character who defeats them uses a new trick that they have learned, which symbolizes growth, and that ultimately, if you refuse to grow, you that will be your demise. Which is just interesting. Um, because, yeah, I mean, in, in, in Rebels, when, when Maul is defeated by Obi-Wan, finally, it's because he tries to use the exact same uh, move he used to kill Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan is anticipating this and he's able to defeat him um showing that yeah maul never grew and same thing here cad bane is trying to defeat boba by winning in a shootout which is what he's always always done and then um and being like and then overpowering um in a way and then boba uses this new thing he's learned and he's able he's grown from his past whereas cad bane is stuck in his past in his mentality of uh Oh, what does he say? Look out for yourself. Anything else is weakness. Um, and I feel like that is something that Boba would have embodied when he was younger. But as he's gotten older, as he's grown, as he's changed as a character, he's learned that that's not true. Um, whereas Cad Bane is stuck in this mentality and ultimately it's his demise, which is very interesting. Yeah, as much as I'm still a bit uneasy with how they handled... Uh, the slaughter of the Tuscans in this show. Um, I did think this was a nice tribute to them. Okay, now we get to the part of this podcast where I talk about something that is just really disappointing to me. And I do generally uh, really try to mainly focus on the things I really liked. I might, you know, question some things here and there, but in general, you know, try to keep it positive. But this is just too important to me to not address my uh, disappointment in. And that is, uh, you may have guessed, with the way Fennec was written and portrayed in this series. Now, a few weeks ago, I think it was my chapter four um, 
kind of breakdown. I talked at length about Fennec and how he was feeling about her character, you know, at the midway point in the season, especially after, you know, the episode that was kind of probably supposed to be, quote, her episode, um, and how, you know, I just wasn't feeling it, wasn't feeling good. And I'm really sad that my feelings on how Fennec was portrayed and written aged very well. I wasn't proved wrong. She was written quite horribly, to be honest. She was really written as a shell of a character, very one-dimensional. Um, and it's just it's just quite frustrating because how are you going to have your female lead, who you've promoted as a lead, only have dialogue that advances the plot? I mean, specifically with this episode... Everything she said, with the exception of when she shoots down a bunch of the Aqualish and uh, uh, Drash, I believe is the the girl's name, Um, Maude is like, thank you. And she's like, oh, manners. I like it. Like, that is the only line in this entire episode that even slightly hints at some kind of character for Fennec. Every other line of dialogue she has is to advance the plot. And she she honestly doesn't even have that much dialogue, but she really acts as a narrator, especially in the beginning. And it's just, it's frustrating. Um, now I'm thinking, okay, to be fair, when Cad Bane first shows up and she tells Boba, we fight on our terms, not theirs, I guess that kind of hints at her character as well. So I'll give them that. But the fact that I have to like search for these lines and it line singular in <laughs> for most of it is just it's it's sad um and it's just frustrating because again i said this i'm not going to go too long here because pretty much everything i said in my chapter four episode still applies it's just sad that you know in the space she was given which wasn't a lot. I mean, she was gone for most of this episode, but in the space she was given, she wasn't really allowed to take up space. And uh, I think John Favreau is really great at a lot of things, and he's excellent at giving us fun, nostalgic, exciting Star Wars stories. Um, but one thing he's not good at is writing female characters, like at all. And I think that a strength that he should work on is recognizing that and uh, bringing in people who can write female characters because collaboration is not a bad thing. In fact, it's really a good thing. So I guess this is the part now where I better go through my predictions slash expectations for the show and um, see which ones were right, which ones came true. So my first one was that Boba would escape the Sarlacc or not that he would escape, we know he escaped, but that we would see him escape the Sarlacc, um, which we saw, which was very cool. I really, really liked that. Um, my second was that we'd get a Hut Slayer mention. And I'll be honest, I am a little bit cheesed that we didn't get this mention because uh, people know there's a holotape that exists. Um, people know there are some people out there that know that Leia is the one who killed Jabba. And I mean, ultimately, the reason why Boba is actually even able to be here and be the daimyo is because Jabba is dead. Um, and who do we have to thank for that? Leia. So I really feel that she should have been mentioned. That's all I needed was a mention. But you know what? Whatever I know, and I will continue to speak the truth about Hut Slayer Leia, our icon, our queen. Um, and my third prediction was that Kira would show up, which, like, I didn't really think it was going to happen. Um, 
So I'm not too disappointed about that. Would I love to see Kira in live action again? Yes, 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 I would. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe if there's a season two of this show, uh, maybe it'll focus more on on the intricacies of, of organized crime and, and Crimson Dawn and Kira will show up. You never know. You never know. So I haven't given up hope for more live action Kira yet. But uh, for now, I'll just continue to read the Crimson Rain comics. <laughs> Okay, so the last thing I kind of want to talk about to kind of wrap up our series here talking about the Book of Boba Fett, because it's been seven weeks, which is kind of crazy, um, is I want to share with you my favorite episode of the whole series, because why not? Um, Okay, this is kind of difficult, because obviously I loved episodes five and six. I thought they were so fun. The Phantom Menace fan in me went crazy for episode five. Um, also, just seeing Din Djarin again was very exciting, and all of that that happened. Episode 6, Luke is my favorite character. Seeing him as a young teacher trying to figure out what he was doing meant a lot to me as somebody who is about to be a teacher and has no idea what I'm doing. Um, loved those episodes. But I'm going to pick a favorite episode that is not one of them. And it's episode 2. Because episode two felt the most like what I kind of expected while also giving me the unexpected. So what I mean by that is the present day on Tatooine timeline in episode two felt like what I was expecting. You know, Boba's trying to assert his dominance. He's coming up against problems. <laughs> um, we get the introduction of Kersantin, which is awesome. That sent me off to listen to the Dr. Afra audiobook, which was really great. Um, and then also get into more of the, the Star Wars and Vader comics. So for that reason, that episode holds a special place for me. But additionally, so so it was what I kind of expected. And it felt like it was advancing our present day Tatooine plot quite, quite nicely. Um, And then it gave me the unexpected with the Tuscans. It really gave a really neat perspective on them. It showed us a beautiful relationship between them and Boba, them working together. Um, it was just, it was just really quite, it was very interesting and not at all what I expected, um, from this show. But it was not at all what I expected in a very good way. And so I think episode two would be my favorite just because, it gave us a lot of Boba character development and backstory. It gave us good present day advancements, which were kind of then chucked in the next episode. We don't need to worry about that. Um, and yeah, it was just quite quite a lovely episode. So there you have it. There's my thoughts. There's my opinions. Um, this certainly won't be the last time I talk about Boba Fett in general on this podcast, but it may be for a bit but uh yeah if you're still here listening to me yammer on not just not just today but you know for the past few weeks thank you i appreciate it um as always please feel free to reach out to me on social media you can find me on tiktok at re.in.space or on twitter and instagram at millenniumpod underscore uh, as always, love to hear from you and uh, hope you're having a great day, night, morning, evening, whatever it is, wherever you are listening. And as always, of course, may the force be with you. 